This is a presentation from Narara Valley Baptist Church, a church that's desperate for God and passionate for people. Well, as Curly mentioned uh, just a few moments ago, Easter is almost here. Uh, Next Sunday is Palm Sunday, and then it's Good Friday, and then Easter Sunday. And all that means is that um, Term 1 is almost over as well. And so is our Term 1 emphasis on reconnecting with one another. Now, some of that hasn't quite gone to plan, as you know, uh, such as our Reconnect picnic, Uh, which we've had to postpone for the time being. It wasn't quite the right time to be gathering in a large crowd and um, uh, doing the sort of activities we were planning. Uh, That is coming, but uh, not in Term 1. But our preaching uh, on the theme of reconnecting with one another has gone ahead, as you know. We've looked at several one another instructions in Scripture over this first term. Uh, Love one another, serve, encourage, be hospitable, forgive, be humble, teach and admonish. We've looked at all those instructions. And I'm doing the last one this morning. Uh, And Pastor Lewis will wrap up the whole series next Sunday. This morning I'm speaking on the topic of bear with one another. It's an expression Paul uses a couple of times in uh, his letters, but the instance I want to look at uh, with you this morning is in Ephesians 4. So let's read that together. Uh, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all, who is over all and through all and in all. Notice that verse 2 has that expression, bearing with one another. Pretty hard not to notice it. I've, I've coloured it in there for you, so um, uh, just to draw your attention to it. That's what the English Standard Version has, um, uh, and a number of other of the, the well-known Bible translations have that same phrase. But some other translations express it with words like, Uh, Put up with each other, be tolerant with one another, make allowances for each other. And together they give you a a pretty good indication of what bearing with one another uh, means and and what it involves. Uh, The old King James Bible has forbear one another. It means the same thing, uh, but we rarely use that expression today and it's liable to be misunderstood for example a a minister was using that expression in his sermon telling everyone about the need to forbear Uh, a little girl leaned over to her mother and said the minister's wrong shh 
I don't think so, dear. When the minister used the expression again in his sermon, the little girl leant over to her mother again and whispered, no, he's wrong again. Her mum then asked why she would say such a thing about their minister. Because, the girl said, there was only Papa Bear, Mama Bear and Baby Bear. That's only three bears, not four bears. Uh, so I'll stick with the expression bear with one another rather than forbear with one another, just so there's no confusion. Paul says in verse 2 that we are to bear with one another in love. I wonder why he didn't just say love one another. That would have been a lot easier, wouldn't it? After all, putting up with someone surely is an aspect of loving them. I think perhaps he uses that expression bearing with one another, that he specifies that in particular because that is such an important practical part of love. Maybe too it's because it's so much needed in the church. In the church, any church, there are a lot of people to put up with. Now, it might surprise you that I'd say something like that about the church, but that's the reality, isn't it? It's not meant to be a criticism, just an observation. The church is full of people who we wouldn't normally have anything to do with apart from the calling and grace of God that brings us together. As you know, we're not all perfect. In fact, none of us are, and none of us will be this side of heaven. We will be when the kingdom finally comes in all its glorious fullness, but, but that's not yet. So when you think about it, what a miracle, what a supernatural thing the church is. So many people with so many differences all together. It's no wonder that we rub each other up the wrong way sometimes. Paul knew this was the reality. It was an issue in the churches that he wrote to. And so he says, bear with one another. And it's a message that we still need to hear today. Unfortunately, there are those who act as though the verse says, be a bear with one another. Bears growl a lot. They will attack you if you get too close and they're dangerous when cornered. At least that's what some bears are like. Some are a bit more like this. When Paul says bear with one another, picture this rather than the previous image. I want to give you three tips for bearing one another and they come from our passage in the verse that we're focusing on Paul mentions three virtues that are closely linked to the practice of bearing with one another they help us understand what bearing one another bearing with one another involves and they help us understand how to do it let's deal with them in order first of all humility to be able to bear with one another, we need to be humble. 
Now, Pastor Johnny spoke on this just two Sundays ago. Be humble towards one another. So I don't need to say a real lot about that this morning. But here's a quote I like, and I will pass this on to you. It's from Rick Warren, um, an American megachurch pastor uh, and author of The Purpose Driven Life. He says, Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. Humility is thinking more of others. Humble people are so focused on serving others, they don't think of themselves. Self-importance, smugness and stubborn pride destroy fellowship faster than anything else. Pride builds walls between people. Humility builds bridges. Humility is the oil that smooths and soothes relationships. So humility is, first of all, not thinking of ourselves more highly than we ought to, but it's also not thinking of ourselves more than we ought. It involves being willing to listen and learn from others and being willing to give them a go. It's giving others the room to contribute, especially room to contribute the gifts that God has given to them. They might not do it all that well to begin with and they may not do it as well as some others, but that's where bearing with one another comes in. Last Wednesday, David Hughes did part of a training course with the pastors and staff. In passing, he reminded us about Moses getting Aaron to speak when they went to Pharaoh because Moses thought that Aaron would do a better job. It's worth noting what Numbers 12.3 says about Moses. Now, Moses was a very humble man, more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth. Second thing I want to suggest is uh, when we think about bearing with one another is that we need patience or meekness is the word in some translations. Jesus had this quality. You've no doubt heard that little bedtime prayer for children and some of you children may have heard this yourselves. Gentle Jesus, meek and mild, look upon a little child. Pity my simplicity, suffer me to come to thee. What you may not know about those words is that it's the first verse of a hymn written by one of the greatest and most prolific hymn writers ever, Charles Wesley. He was the 18th child of Susanna and Samuel Wesley, born in 1707. Um, which I guess explains the outdated nature of some of the language in uh, that, little, uh, that little poem or prayer. Some don't like the hymn and some don't like the prayer because it makes Jesus sound a bit wishy-washy, doesn't it? Gentle Jesus, meek and mild. But meekness is not weakness and gentleness is not weakness either. The Greek word uh, here means strength under control, power with reserve. 
describes a wild stallion that has been tamed to be ridden. The stallion still has the strength it had when it was wild, but now it's under control. An aspect of gentleness, this is the way I like to think of it, uh, when it comes to bearing with one another, an aspect of gentleness is giving others the room to be. In his letters, Paul emphasises the disciples' freedom in Christ. For example, when he deals with eating meat offered to idols and the observance of special days, he says Christians are free to make up their own minds under Christ and we shouldn't judge those who come to a different conclusion. In the church, as I said, we are all different in background, culture, education, age, spiritual maturity, etc., etc. One's view on something may not be the only right one or the only Christian one. We need to be gentle, we need to be meek in our dealings with one another. We are to bear with one another. This involves a gentleness in all our interactions and that includes giving others the room to be the unique individuals that God has made them to be. The third point here is patience and this is giving others the room to become. We are all still in the process of maturing spiritually. No one has arrived yet. The Bible calls this process sanctification. When you become a Christian, that's salvation, but the ongoing process of becoming like Christ is sanctification. Sometimes, for some people, it's two steps forward and one step back. We need to be patient with them as God is patient with us. To help in developing patience with others... Remember what you were like before you reached your current level of Christian maturity. If you've ever taught someone to drive, I think that's a good illustration. Uh, if ever there was a situation with potential for impatience, well, that's it. Uh, when I was teaching my sons, I tried to um, constantly think back to what I was like when I was trying to learn to drive. Uh, my determination, but also my frustrations and my mistakes. And I think that helped me to be a little bit more patient with them than I would have been otherwise. We need to give people the room to become what God is wanting them to become and is in the process of making them to become. It is unrealistic to expect instant perfection or even perfection in this lifetime. And that's why we need to be patient. To conclude this morning, I want to draw your attention to the immediate context of our key verse. In verse 1, Paul says that we are to walk worthy of the calling you have received or to live worthy of the calling as most modern, uh, as, uh, sorry, to, or to live worthy of the calling. Uh, that's how most modern translations put it. 
rather than that idea of walking. Paul describes that calling that we are given in different ways in his letter to the Ephesians. In chapter 1, we are called to live as children of God, adopted through Christ. Chapter 2, Paul says that we are to live as members of God's household, another image, another powerful image that he uses. In chapter 3, we are called to live as members of the body of Christ. And later on in chapter 4 and then in chapter 5, we're called to live as children of the light, not of darkness. So what Paul is urging here in verse 1 in this passage is that we live up to our calling as children of God, as members of God's household, members of the body of Christ. Live up to our calling to live as children of the light and not to be walking in darkness. And that involves verse 2, follows straight on. That involves bearing with one another with humility, gentleness and patience. Verses 3 to 6 there emphasise the unity of the body through the one spirit. Bearing with one another and unity, I think, well, they're pretty clearly linked, aren't they? Not just in this passage, but uh, in our experience and in our practice in church. Unity of the body and peace within the body require members of the body to bear with one another in love. That's your calling and mine. Let me leave you with a question. Which bear are you going to be like? This has been a presentation from Narara Valley Baptist Church, a church that's desperate for God and passionate for people. To continue the conversation, we invite you to join us Sundays at 9.30am and 5pm or on our website at www.nvbc.com. Dot info.